The Lord be with you. And your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. When the people saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into a boat and crossed to Capernaum to look for Jesus. When they found him on the other side, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? But Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, you are not looking for me because you have seen signs, but because you had all bread you wanted to eat. Do not work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life, the kind of food the Son of Man is offering you, for on him the Father himself has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do if we are to do the works of God? Jesus gave them this answer, This is working for God. You must believe in the one he has sent. So they said, What sign will you give to show that we should believe in you? What work will you do? Our fathers had manna to eat in the desert. Our scripture says, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, It was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, it is my Father who gives you the bread from heaven, the true bread. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread always. Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure all of us have experienced extreme hunger sometime in our life. Even if we are economically well off, maybe occasionally, maybe at a time, longed for maybe a plate of food that we have very often wasted, or maybe for a glass of water to quench our deep thirst. And the happiness when we get it, they say all desires in, the, in a human person, we want more. Pleasure, we get, we want more. Money, we get, we want more. All other things, but two things, Hunger and thirst, once filled, we cannot take any more. Look at the readings of today. We, as we decided, uh, read the last Sunday, the 18th Sunday, we are going to take a few Sundays, the readings of the Gospel of John chapter 6. And this is the chapter that speaks what is called the theology or the bread of life or the Eucharist. When we put together the first reading and the gospel together, we get a wonderful explanation. The Israelites, they were a very ungrateful group, you know, Moses leading them. In slavery, they cried for freedom. And when the, the Lord freed them, they always looked back to the slavery. They said, the bread that we ate there, even the slashes that we received, were much better than this journey. And in hunger, God fed them. 
But when they got bread, they wanted meat. God gave them meat in the evening. And once they had that, they wanted water. God gave them water. But we will see as we read through the book of Exodus, they were very ungrateful, always complaining against Moses, Aaron, and against God. Maybe one reason, if you look the Exodus journey, they say it would have taken not more than maximum two years. Of course, God led them different ways to escape from certain enemies. But even then, 40 years, what should have been completed in two years? Now we will see when you, if you read the book of Exodus, there are times they have reached at the brink you know, of the promised land. But the Lord directs them here and there. Why? Confusion turning against the Lord, his plans. Sometimes we can also be like that. Never realize blessings, greatness that the Lord does in our life and can only be looking and complaining about things. And that is what happened to the people of Israelites. Let's look at the story. It is the, they are in their journey. They have seen great miracles cross the Red Sea and as they move on, they begin to grumble. This was better. The slavery was better. At least we had food. They are in hunger. Big group. And Moses pleads and Lord feeds them first. If you look at chapter 16, if you read the entire chapter of book of Exodus, it tells us you know, he gives them manna in the morning and later meat or quill in the evening. So manna in the morning. And what is manna? Now the word manna itself comes from you know, what they asked. Manna means what is it? They didn't know what it was. It was like a frost flake fallen. And they were told to collect it and keep. Not extra for each day. It would fall every day except on Sabbath. Means Sunday to Friday manna would fall and each day they would collect. And bread in the evening or meat in the evening. Now, there are a lot of natural explanations. Last time when we said about the multiplication of the loaves, we said a natural interpretation or rationalist interpretation is looking at not as a miracle. Even here, there are certain programs that happen, runs in certain channels that speaks about the journey of Exodus was nothing miraculous. It were all natural events that happened. So, there is an explanation even here what they say that what happened, the manna was nothing but secretion of certain birds that fell and people were able to collect and eat. Secretion, people eating, fine. But if these are the people who are used to the deserts moving around, if they knew what it was, that question would not have come. Manna, what is it? No. So scripture scholars say even if you give that argument, it was natural. So even the birds did a miracle. They gave it the secretion keeping Saturday off or the Sabbath day off. So that is looking at, but this explanation is very clear. And the scripture, God's hands and his handwriting is very clear. So manna given every day except on Sabbath and bread given. And what is this? It is nothing but the event that will happen. 40 years the Lord fed them. That means in their slavery, manna, food, water being given. And the, mo the moment they reach promised land, of course, that stops. And that is, dear friends, our journey. This manna is nothing but the manna that we celebrate every day, the food of the Eucharist. 
in our slavery, in our journey, God is going to feed us here on earth. And this is the eternal manna that the Lord gives us. And when we reach the promised land, the other side, we behold him. And that is eternal bread there itself. Let's connect this to the gospel. Again, continuation of last Sunday's. Last Sunday was a multiplication of the, 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 the bread and the fish, the loaves. And people are very happy. So that happened the other side of the lake. Now Jesus takes a boat, comes across, or Jesus walks over the water. That is how John connects it. Disciples are the other side. Now they are in Capernaum. So the people take boats and come some through the other side and come to Jesus. And the Lord asks, why are you here? Not because you saw signs, but stomachs were filled. And that di this dialogue between Jesus and the people is very important. And that is where the teaching of the Eucharist is beginning. We will read in the coming Sundays too. So, you know, the Israelites believed that when the Messiah comes, he will do miracles. You know? He will feed us. Moses fed bread from heaven. That was their belief. So they asked, what should we do? And the answer of Jesus, you must believe in him because the Father has set his seal on him. We know a seal is confirmation and affirmation, which means this is the one who is to redeem the world. The word that gives us very clearly the affirmation and the sign. And they are asking, what sign will you do? Like Moses fed bread, manna in the desert, will you do? Interesting, just a sign is over of multiplication. They are still asking for another sign. And he says, the Lord says, no, it is not Moses. It is the Lord who fed you bread from heaven. And the eternal bread is what he is going to feed you. And there is a wonderful teaching of the Holy Eucharist. The bread that will sustain us and the drink that will always quench our thirst. And every Eucharist, dear friend, that we celebrate is this memory. Now, when we say the second Eucharistic prayer, there is a beginning. You know, as the dew falls, and that is a connection to the event of the Exodus. The manna fell in the morning. As the dew cleared, there was a manna, which is eternal bread. And that is every Eucharist that we celebrate. Dear friends, I'm sure when we look deep in, none of us may be physically hungry, may not be physically thirsty, but deep in us, I'm sure there is so much of hunger beyond things, beyond food, beyond things that can fill us. In each of us, who can give us this bread? Who can fill this thirst in us? God alone. I'm sure we have all run after many other things and thinking that will fill us. And we have realized they all take us to very dead ends. Here is the eternal bread here is the eternal drink, and God alone can fill us. Every Eucharist, dear friends, that we celebrate is this commemoration and this event. Do we really believe that Jesus, his bread, his blood, can really quench all our hunger and thirst? May not. Because a survey says 80% of good Catholics do not really believe in the Holy Eucharist. Some of us are included. Dear friends, every Eucharist that we celebrate is this commemoration. God feeding us his own, the word, his own bread and blood. May we take part in this Eucharist in this. And that is when, what we read in the second Euc 
reading today takes place, letter to the Ephesians, to become a new self, to put on that new self. And that can happen only when God comes in us and when he fills all our hunger and fills all our thirst. We pray for this grace as we continue in this Holy Eucharist. May the Lord feed us eternally. May he give us his drink and every Eucharist that we take part. May it remove from us all that is unholy in us and put us into the new self from within that we become really Christ's messengers and witnesses. We ask the Lord for this grace and this Holy Eucharist.